This is CliffCentral.com. 360biz on CliffCentral.com. Afternoon, afternoon. Welcome to another edition of 360biz. My name is Tseho Kekana. I am standing in for Bulalani Balabala and Teboho Mafodi, who is currently traveling and doing big things that some of us are not doing. Well, I am happy because it is the start of Women's Month today, being the 1st of August. And well... It's actually good for a woman to be presenting a business show. It feels good, I must say. And um today we have we have great entrepreneurs that have come up with solutions for for individuals or groups in South Africa. Um as seen as we know, un- unemployment remains very, very high in South Africa and is one of the greatest socioeconomic problems that we're currently facing as the country. So many are turning to entrepreneurship, as we know, to make ends meet. But some have found it easier than others. Job creation was a leading goal of government policy during the first decade of democracy in the country, following the end of apartheid in 1994. However, little success has been achieved in the success in the struggle to create sufficient jobs. So today we are talking to entrepreneurs who have found solutions to curve the economical problems that we are facing. And since it's the start of Women's Month, I would like to introduce the First Lady. In the show today, um, she is known as Maggie Moe, correct? Correct. <laughs> so I'm going to try and pronounce your name because I'm not Betty, okay. but I'll try and pronounce her name. So her name is Mukhaiji. Correct. Um, Margaret Mboyana, who is known as Maggie Moe to many and is playing, he, she plays her part to try curb the unemployment ratio by placing qualified and unqualified candidates to registered companies. And Mboyani, Mboyani, okay, I'm going to call you Maggie Moe. <laughs> I'm going to leave out the PR fine. talk. Yes, thank you very much. So you run a company called CV Desk. Yes. And you recruit for national and international companies, correct? Yes, correct. Okay, we will get to you. And then we do have a gentleman in studio today. Um, I know that it's Women's Month and we are celebrating Women's Month, but yes, we also love our men. So our second guest is Henry Bam, who is the co-founder of... Um, I don't know how to pronounce. Please tell me the name of the it's company. It's just squir- Squirrel. Oh, it's Squirrel. Squirrel, but there's an X. Okay. So for our guests, it's actually spelled S-X-U-I-R-R-E-L. And I was pronouncing it as Surreal. <laughs> Squirrel, which is a peer-to-peer marketplace that brings together hosts and guests from within a community to create local, unique, and flexible story solutions. Hi, Henry. Hi. Thanks for you? having me. I'm great. Thank you. I'm very good. Are you happy that it's Women's Month? I'm very happy that it's Women's Month. Okay. I'm happy that our men are supporting us. Hello, Bulalani. Hello, everybody. How are you? No, man, I'm very good this morning, well, this afternoon. I'm very happy. I'm happy to be in studio. It's a beautiful day. Happy Women's Month to all the beautiful and amazing ladies. I think every lady needs to get a bouquet of flowers. They need to get wine. They need to get food. They need to be happy. So, gents, pamper. (laughs) (laughs) We will see about that. Don't you like the fact that it's a woman that's running the show? No, man. I mean, I'm liking it. I mean, women run run everything already. It's just the missing titles or some of them, but they're already running everything. So I'm excited the fact that it's Women's Math. But I think another thing is um, Women's Math must also act as a clarion call to all the other women out there to just kind of peek their heads up because I still stand by the same statement. There's a lot of amazing and creative women, 
but I think the I don't know if it's the 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 the, the landscape or the environment that puts them in a shell or makes them timid, but they just need to peek their heads out so that their creativity is shown, their leadership is shown, and it makes it easier for them to be picked out. Mm. You know, I I also think it's time for for us as women to like you're right to stand up, you know, to stand up for a lot of things, to stand up in business, to stand up in our relationships, to stand up in our social um so uh, social what social economics and social um problems you know because sometimes as women we talk within our spaces but then we don't really talk um in spaces where women should speak in spaces where women should stand up so today is hashtag total shutdown unfortunately someone some some of us we're working maggie (laughs) we're working but um i am in full support of total shutdown what is total shutdown sorry so you don't know what's total I, I shutdown. Don't. I'm so cooped up in my work. I yes. So t- total shutdown is a group of women are marching against women abuse today. Oh, wow. So um, it was organized by an organization. I can't remember the name of the organization, yeah. but it was all over the news, and people are marching all over the country. So it's also happening currently right now in Santon. Oh wow! Yeah, I'm definitely for that. I'm going there immediately after this. Taking my suit off. Total shutdown. Thank you. All right, let's get into it. So today, Bulalani, we're talking about entrepreneurs, like our two entrepreneurs that are in studios that have come up with solutions to curb the social economic status. Um, Maggie. Yes. You own CV Desk. Please tell us a bit about that. Okay. CV Desk is a licensed recruitment agency that's currently based in Randburg, but then it offers uh, its services throughout SA. And throughout um, the world, right? We are not um, a specialist restrictive uh, agency. We are a generalist one where we have um, dedicated recruiters that work per designated uh, portfolio. And we have all compliance documents in place. And other than the day-to-day running of the recruitment agency, we also are doing some work to help job seekers with their day-to-day challenges. Yes. Sure. I find that so interesting because, so, you know, I started off as an internet cafe 12 years ago. Mm. I think I've typed a good 6,000, 7,000 CVs. So, <laughs> and there's a trend like I created, but I didn't trademark. I could easily just sell that off to mm. you guys as a thinking as an entrepreneur. So, how did you get into the space? Um, uh, okay, the agency was initially a division of uh, our business school. When it was still the division, we were not actively looking for um, work. Employers will come to us and say, assist us with this since we like what you're doing with the training business. But then the more we worked on the projects, the more we found out that a lot of job seekers are really struggling to job seek effectively. Mm. They have a lot of challenges and it seemed like they didn't have a place where they could go and get assistance. And that's why we decided to take it out of the business school and make it a standalone business towards the end of last year. And then we do this every day where we service our clients and we equally assist job seekers with their day-to-day job seeking challenges through our campaign, hashtag get that job essay. 
Get the job essay. Wow. <laughs> that is powerful. <laughs> it's such a it's such an action statement. But yes, uh, yes. just tell me though, I mean, with, with the majority of the people you guys get to interact with on a daily basis, what are some of the challenging things you think people come across when they have to present themselves at an interview or things that they don't know? Okay, firstly, um, I'll start with the CV because every time I have to assist somebody, that's the place I always start. Um, they don't know how to construct uh, the CV correctly. Some of them will have some information missing. Like if an employer is saying, I want a PA, for example, with three years experience and they must have a diploma. And on your CV, you're not specifying the type of qualification it is, if it's a diploma or a certificate. And then maybe with your experience, you're not specifying the duration on the CV, although you know how long you've worked there. And then some also don't know about the hidden and the traditional job market way to apply because we come across people saying, I've been job seeking for five years and I'm not getting employment. And we're asking, okay, after we check the CV, where are you applying? No, I uploaded on Harambe and that's it. Like, mm. okay. So that's basically some of them that's causing most of them to fall into depression, someone to end their lives. So that's why we said, okay, uh, we know that we're a recruitment agency and we are here to service employees, right? But then let's, let us launch something that will assist job seekers. Obviously for free because we don't charge job seekers, we charge employees. Mm. No, yes, that is yes. interesting, yeah. So that's why we also, uh, our office number, it's also on WhatsApp, WhatsApp business. So people that can call in can just text their mm. questions there and then we can respond to them. I love your solution. I love it so much because there's so many job seekers out there, you know, and um, I love the fact that it's not about, it's not only about getting the job, it's how you get the job, you yes, know, how yes. you, how you brand yourself in order yes, to correct. get the job, you know? Mm. So I love that because like for me, personally, I decided, but that's because I'm such a creative person. My CV is in PowerPoint. It's like a presentation, <laughs> you know, because okay. I feel like that's how I, I should, you know, represent myself, you know, and I think f it, a CV should actually shouldn't be standard. It should be based on your personality, you know. Okay. Um, That's my opinion. As long as an employer <laughs> can read through yes. it, because sometimes... Um, we don't have a lot of time to be reading the whole CV and we, like, if you're applying through an agency, after your contact information, you should put your previous employment and then your skills and then everything else. So some people are too creative that you have to find some information somewhere <laughs> and then it takes a while before we can get through the CVs. So some people go to some people store their CVs in a storage house. <laughs> See how I snuck that one in there. That's I could actually one. pass off as a comedian to a certain point. So Andrew, man, how do you tell us a bit about yourself and your business? Okay, so I'm from Squirrel with an X, like we said. Um, X marks the spot. Mm. That's where the X comes from. And, um, yeah, in short, uh, like Zeho said, Squirrel's a peer-to-peer -peer marketplace that connects people in need of space to people with space. Um, essentially, we can uh, be referred to as the Airbnb of storage and parking. So we started um, two years ago when we were still students uh, with a problem that we experienced firsthand, the lack of space. 
we didn't have enough space for our belongings and we had to move in and out of student accommodation and nowhere to go with traditional self-storage companies being um, way out of town, um, very expensive and just not not as seamless as our millennial generation of students like. So that's where Squirrel was born. And uh, Squirrel is an app and a website where you can go on and um, we just created a marketplace where people can, um, the solution can create itself by people with space, connecting with people in need of space. And how it works is you can go on the, pl- the website or the app, you can take a picture, put in your location, your price that you want for your empty space. It can be a garage, a room, a basement, any type of space. We try to be as flexible as possible. And then people in search of space can just go onto the app and um, pick up their location and they can look what's the closest or what's in their price range or filter to their specific needs. Mm, mm. Very innovative, eh? Very. And then, I mean, how do you find the, should I say market, the market or people on the ground? How are they taking to it? Um, so it started off, uh, we started off um, in our local town when we got the idea, we tested it with a couple of friends. And uh, family members Just to see how Because we were students And we also had the problem So we wanted to test With our friends That had the similar problem We spoke to a lot of people And it started off Really well And um, since then We grew from Stellenbosch to Cape Town And and that's That's more uh, uh, The student market Is very seasonal yeah. So that is actually going really well throughout the year. People are using Squirrel because it's more affordable, it's more flexible, and it's more accessible to traditional storage. So people are taking really well to it. And on the other side, people um, that have space, they love it because they can earn extra cash. And it's you just open your garage, uh, they put in the storage, and you close it, and then you earn. So it's very easy, extra money monthly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Go, go, go <laughs> you know what I'm thinking? Because, you know, normally we don't – from from the township – these solutions, story solutions, um, they are there, but then, and Blan can correct me if I'm wrong, because um, there are people who have garage, who have rooms, you know, at the back, you know, back rooms, and but then we don't normally think of them as hiring hiring them out as storage space, you know. Um, have you maybe thought about entering that type of market? Um, we we have thought about it. At the moment, we um we haven't entered that market mm. yet. We started you know, as we say with students, but we're slowly starting to move mm. away from students because of the seasonal problem. Yeah. yeah. Um. And but we that's how we, that's the market we knew because we were students when we started, and now only we're growing out. But it's definitely we're trying to um <coughs> to show people that any type of space can be turned into storage space. Mm. And at the moment, we've got two types of space on our platform, storage and parking, because we started out of storage and then one of the students asked if she can store her car rather than the boxes. And that's when we moved to parking. So it's more long-term parking, uh, not really on-demand parking. And that's where the flexible space part of Squirrel, that's where we have a space solution, not storage, just storage. So you know, you know, true to that point, I mean, I was in Cape Town and I, I think I've been frequenting <laughs> Cape Town a lot um, this year. And I think one of the worst things I did the fourth, fifth time I went to Cape Town this year is I actually hired a car. That was the worst thing I ever did. Definitely. I think I was going to Camps Bay. I parked Blocks and blocks <laughs> and blocks away. Do you find that there, there's a bigger market for it there? Definitely. Parking in Cape Town is crazy. Um, Yo, it is. It is. <laughs> what people do is they, um, what we've seen on the platform is that they actually use Squirrel to um, to store their car. And then they uh, relatively close by. But if it's not close enough, then they just Uber the short ride to the to work or wherever they go. Mm. 
But now, would you, would it be a fast choice to then say you guys would then at some point integrate um, an Uber app, or that's just not your business? Not Uber app, but your own, mm. so that it's a. It's definitely something we want to look at in the future, but yeah. at the moment we're still very much focused on what we do now and first expanding before we can try. Mm-hmm. But um, how we work is we rely on feedback from our customers mm-hmm. and we try to improve our product. So th- uh, we build the product for the customers and th- um, if if that's what we're going to, you never know. And then, I mean, are you guys developers? We've got, uh, we've got, th- um, we're a team of six. We have three co-founders and we expanded. We now have a team of six and we've got three developers on the team. A team of six in the space of two years. Yes. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Entrepreneurship. Eh? And I mean, it's true to the sense, it's true to the word as well that entrepreneurs are the true, or SMMEs are the true drivers of economic change. But mm-hmm. I mean, I think one of the things that I'm most curious uh, to know from these entrepreneurs is that we all know that entrepreneurship is not, is not easy and it's not even glamorous to a certain degree. How do you guys keep yourself inspired? Mm. Um, you know, it's, that's very true. Uh, for us as entrepreneurship is a roller coaster ride. There's a lot of ups and downs, but it's, it's, it's one hell of a ride. Um, I think it's the, it's the personality that you have. And, um, for when we started this together, we were students and we, we bootstrapped and followed a very lean method trying to do everything ourselves because we didn't have money at the time. Students never have money. And then we just tried to, Build, uh, build something and uh, in this process, just from the start, you thought this product or what or your um, startup that you're building becomes your life. So we just want Squirrel to work and um, we really want to re- uh, revolutionize the way people look at space and that's what drives us. Mm. Maggie? Okay. Um, because I have a marketing background, for me, it's when I'm... S- when I succeed in my plans, right? And on the get that job essay campaign side of things, it's always positive to hear someone say, hey, I, I secured an interview. Hey, they've, they've hired me. Hey, I'm no longer, cause unfortunately in our environment, some family members are not supportive. So when they're telling me that things have now changed at home and it's just all positive, it's good. Mm-hmm. Did you? I mean, did you start it as, as an employee and then went into business, or you started from scratch? I've always been in business. Mm-hmm. Um, with the previous, um, okay, remember I said that it was initially division of a yes. training business, so I was playing my marketing role in the business. So I've always been in business. And I mean, I find that very, I find that to be very inspirational. But I mean, what are some of the challenges you had to jump or hurdle over, you know? Because I'd love to think, and, and maybe you'll enlighten me on this, I'd love to think that yes, there are challenges that are unique to us as entrepreneurs, but I'd like to think women experience a set of challenges. Are there such specific challenges or is it the same across the board, male or female? I'd say it's the it's it's the same across all, uh, the board because uh, funding is an issue. If you don't have funding, you know it plays a role in operations. So if you have like when we had to get the APSO um, license and you know it's not free, and you sit in there thinking, okay, we want to ensure we get all these documents, and then some clients are taking time to pay, and you really need the document to bid for something and you know, so every day you just come across a challenge, but you have to work through it then so that you can achieve your objectives. Mm. And Henry, what are some of the challenges that you had to face? 
um, especially as being starting a business as a student. Yes, um, it was difficult, uh, but there was also some upside to starting a business as a mm. student because mm-hmm. we um, students uh, have a lot of time, um, and we d- could build a business to a point where we could um, do it full time after we finished studying, which was great and helped a lot. But uh, um, finding what was difficult for us is hiring. Although we've got three great employees and um, we've got a great team, but building that team with limited funding is, uh, is a big problem and uh, but it's it's just every day there's new problems coming and going and um for us a uh, difficult thing with uh, building a marketplace is building the supply side and the demand side at the same time mm-hmm. so you, you have to build two customers um segments which is very difficult especially on a limited budget do you find that there's a lot of uh, consumer education that needs to go into this because it seems pretty basic to me but from your side? It does seem pretty basic, but there's definitely a lot of um, education that has to go in it. Um, but we try to be hands-on and speak to our um, consumers as much as possible and guide them through the way. Uh, customer service is a very big thing for us, so um, we try to be uh, – wherever somebody has a problem, we will try to help them immediately. Mm. But um, it, it seems simple, and we try to simplify it as we go and improve our product to make it as easy and as simple as possible, but it is a difficult process. So, I mean, I've never used a storage company for anything, but uh, I'm going to use you guys. But my question now is, is it similar to deposit boxes where it's not, it's not a regulated space, right? You don't go through my boxes and then you check, uh, what's this white envelope? What's inside this clear? What's this white snowy stuff in this clear bag? No, it's, it's, <laughs> it's definitely not that. Although we do, um, there are some items that are prohibited to be stored. Yeah. Um, but uh, no, it's not the same as that. Uh, the, the, there's a rating, peer-to-peer rating system, yeah. which is very important, and um, most get rated as well as people that um, store wow. the stuff, just to ensure that the platform is as safe as possible and nobody is allowed to go through your stuff. Mm. How does that work? The, the, the peer-to-peer rating. Um, so after a transaction, you rate the, uh, the host, and the host rates the person that is storing. Um, oh. So when you get a request, you can, or when you look at a space, you can see the rating of of the the host. Mm. Or um, if you get a request, you can see the rating of the user that wants to store their stuff at your mm. space. Now, would this put them in a position where they get blocked at some time, or is it purely for? At my discretion, so I, I I take I look at the rating and I make a decision. It is purely for your discretion, but if in severe cases we will block it. There's also review, so it, it works similar to Airbnb. So the host gets re- reviewed. Um, if you put on a description as a host that you have all of these amenities and you don't have them, then in the review, people are gonna give you like a bad review. So it's important. Uh, that's why we that's how we keep the platform and the hosts um, up to standard and as um, great and helpful as possible. Mm. And then I think from uh, yeah, Gauti. <laughs> she's just I'm so intrigued. I mean, entrepreneurship is something I love so much. Yeah, it's Ladies' yeah. Women's Month, so Women's month. I can't be. No, I'm, I'm also intrigued. <laughs> I mean, on the question of consumer education, I imagine in your space, Maggie, there there should be a lot of workshopping and educating consumers and even the general public, you know, because educating a normal person on how we can help others. Is there that is there um, a gap in your industry? Okay, um, on on my side, mm. this is why Abso take you on training, like relevant training, and some points for you to own the designation you currently have, right? Mm. And then this is why we said, okay, after we've conducted the poll on the job seeker side, 
I don't know if there's currently something, a, a project in place that's currently educating people on how to actually job seek effectively. This is why we said, okay, let's launch this campaign and, and help people for free so that they can, that they shouldn't struggle. They should have someone to hold their hand. This is why our slogan is your placement consortium, your placement partner. Either you're a job seeker or an employer will be with you throughout the way. Mm, mm, mm. Yes. And, and, um, how, how has been the, um, the, the, how have people received it? Well, they, they're quite happy because, um, every day they're bringing cases of depression to my office. They're bringing cases of suicide. So they're happy that there's someone who's there to support them for free because mm-hmm. they, they will be telling me that there are people that want to help them apply for jobs, but they want fees, right? Mm. So us helping them change their, their narrative, narrative is, yeah. is actually something positive for them. And you know you would you would overlook it, but you know I think the scourge of unemployment is truly at that level where, you know you know mm. I think I think especially because I, I'm so I'm a township boy, right? Depression mm-hmm. depression is a new thing. I read about it in papers, but you I think I think we'd see Mister Whoever killing himself and so on and so forth, but yeah. no one really ever knew. And I think that's one of the things. As individuals, because that becomes most prominent. I mean, we come from Amara Mandela Month, we're in Women's Month, and I think all of these months must act as a springing board for us to just be nicer, you know, yes, to people, yes, because you true. never know what people, mm, I think just as a through. side note, you never know what people are going through, but I think as we pay it forward through tipping the, 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 the petrol attendant to whoever, that that helps exactly. because depression really is a real thing because that that's the human element of you're not reaching where you are supposed to go. Mm. So sure, but I mean, you know, do you guys have any entrepreneurial education or whatever? Um, yes, I would say one thing was um, when you have an idea, just go for it. Don't hold back. Don't overthink. I like it. that. I like that mentality. Yeah. <laughs> if it works, it doesn't work. If it works, it's yeah, great. Yeah, exactly. It. If it works, it doesn't. It yeah, works. Man. If it doesn't, it doesn't. At least you tried. I love that. You exactly. only have one life of exactly. your law. <laughs> <laughs> Maggie, I'd say start where you are with what you have. You don't need to start applying for funding and writing business plans when. You have a phone, you have internet, you can get compliance documents yourself, you know, mm. do some research. Some people want to, they think that you need like 100,000 to start a business when you can just come up with a strategy that will work. And know? sometimes you actually don't need funding to start a business. Yes, you just don't. Just start. You just and need then, to start. You know, they, 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 they'll get it. Um, I'm, I'm so saddened by the fact that you get um, issues of depression and, and anxiety. What? And, and suicide. And suicide, you know, because, and, and that leads me to think that unemployment has gotten to that point where yes. people are just desperate, you know, and are losing hope. And I love the fact that your solution actually says we're here to help you and for free. Mm-hmm. You don't even have to pay us, you know. Yes, yes. I don't, I don't even know if there's another company that's doing, I've never heard of it. You know, I never heard about, I've, I've seen people on Brownsense and on Facebook saying, look, let me help. And I think maybe as, as, as people, we should be doing more of that and helping our counterparts that, um, 
doing our parts, you know, maybe we should start with us, Bulelani. <laughs> Helping people, you know, with their CVs. Okay, Bulelani has started. Maybe I should. You know? <laughs> nah, I paid my 7,000 you paid your <laughs> hours of <laughs> of typing CVs yeah. and, and templates, you know? Um, but I think, I think it, sh- it should also be a communal thing. And I, I really think, Maggie, you've got a huge opportunity to do that. You know, to give back to, to that, to the society in general, you know, of helping people on, um, getting the job. So I love your, your campaign. Yes, especially because a majority of them don't have support from their families. Exactly. They're calling them useless because you can't find a job, you're not contributing. You know, there's something that was going on on social media that you can't be part of a family meeting if you don't have money. They don't even listen to you. So mm. this is what causes this some of these problems. Or oh, that, 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 was it a meme that was going on social media about the uncle eating um the kids lunchbox for yes. sure whatever the fridge or oh, the polony yeah the polony <laughs> and they left him a note saying um uncle please don't eat uh the little ones polony and cheese just eat the bread and peanut butter yeah. <laughs> yeah. you know <laughs> no but see I, <laughs> No man, I hear you, but I think that never mind. Let me not weigh in on this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I'm trying to understand. So, from a business perspective, obviously competitors are going to come up at every single point in turn. Uh, case in uh, case in point, your Netflix, DSTV, your um, Uber, Taxify. Um, how do you guys keep up? Um, for us, we don't see competitors necessarily as a bad thing. It's just uh, something else that drives you to work even harder and get um, your product or improve your product even more and do everything faster. So we th- um, think competitors is a massive thing, um, but also a big thing for us uh, that we see as a competitor is that person finding his own solution and not storing. Um, mm. That's what we, especially with the students, because they always um, try to bootstrap something or just park the car in a safe, sp- or they, what they think as a safe space. But for us, competitors is a extra drive, and it's something that we don't necessarily think as a bad thing, and it also proves the the concept. Mm. So, Maggie, with you, okay. Um, different organizations diff- uh, close different gaps, mm. right? And we just see people that we can work with. If I'm, my offerings are different, my are different, my strategies are different. It's it's not really competition because. Uh, everyone gets an opportunity to work on on their own projects. So it's not like we competing for an employer will say, "Okay, you work on this; that other one is working on that." So we come together and share knowledge, and you know, go through the the process together. Okay. So tell us tell us a bit more about your campaign. Okay, the Get That Job Essay campaign. So it's hashtag hashtag Get That Job Essay. Yes. Um, I was on Twitter one Wednesday night when I saw the job advice, hashtag uh, job advice uh, conversation. And I said, okay, let me run a poll and find out because also in the office, people be applying for positions they're not qualified for. You know, I didn't understand why we're getting a lot of CVs, like a hundred applications and there's not even a single match. And then I said, okay, let me run a poll and find out what people are really struggling with. Okay, that's when I found out it's CVs and it's structures. They don't know where to apply. They don't know how to, you know, 
And then we said, okay, and some don't have resources. This is where we'll say, okay, come into the office. We'll let you use the laptop and the internet and just take you through. So we're planning to host it twice a month from the month of August this month. And then we're uh, mostly on Sundays because Monday to Saturday we're working on, on orders and then uh, employers just come in and say these are my challenges that's what we're asking them to do look at your um your experience and say this is what i'm currently struggling with and then we'll give you solutions so this is this is where where is this campaign being um handled is it facebook twitter or Okay, um, uh, people can join the conversation using the hashtag, but then a lot of them want to keep uh, their matters private. This is why we launched the WhatsApp for Business to say, okay, WhatsApp us and your uh, information remains confidential. Okay. You know, you know, one of the biggest, I think maybe this could be something that you utilize, but what I've seen, especially because I'm, I'm also an employer, one of the toughest things that we struggle with is really identifying the right talent. So I think if you guys could also do a workshop or program to okay. that um, for us, because, I mean, I'm not a recruitment specialist. I just want things to be done. And it's always a setback when I've made the wrong decision in hiring um, X, Y, and Z who's not delivering on the level that they need to deliver to. And just mind you, so we've worked with recruitment companies before, but what you find is that it's a tick box exercise. You know, it's a get me the person that we need. And even the monitoring of the individual within the three months or six months as per the contract is not as robust. So now you're stuck with this individual um, after that actual three or six months and they're not delivering how they should or from that particular point, you're not getting out of them what you need. So I think systems capability built up to the business with the individual to help you would, oh, you'd make, you'd make a lot of money. I want my share, by the way. Just, <laughs> <laughs> when that idea kicks off, I definitely, definitely need my share. <laughs> <laughs> I think you make a good point. Um, and I don't know what, what I'm about to ask would be relevant in any way. Um, because I've also seen that you can get the right talent. Um, and then, but then the people leave like three months later because they can't handle their bosses. You know, I mean, if I were to work for Bulani, we'd probably kill each other. You know, <laughs> in, a, in a day. Um. You know, <laughs> do you do you do some of that, or maybe it's something you can consider? Because I've seen people actually leave work not because they don't they're not happy with the job, but because they're not happy with their boss. Yes, you know? yes. So we also mm. see that a, a lot of times people leave, but then. When I inquired with uh, Apso, they said now it's up to the employer to, mm. um, if maybe it's a benefits issue, offer more benefits, make the environment friendly for, for the workers. Mm. And that is so important. I'm sorry, now we're making this whole HR conversation. <laughs> but it's so important because um, they are. we had this conversation the other time because somebody in a building, the Sun International building, across where we work, um, fell from the top floor and died. You know, and obviously it was depression. Okay. And and there was conversation around how, you know, when when they give you sick leave at work, mm-hmm. um, and then if you leave and if you miss work for two days, 
sorry, if you miss work for two days, they require a doctor's note. But how do you diagnose something like mental illness, you know, and depression? Because sometimes you don't even know if you're depressed. You just don't feel like going to work, you know, and um, um, employers were saying those are some of the issues that they face because they don't even know how to diagnose it. They don't even know how to, Hmm. I mean, we can make the work environment comfortable for you, you know, by giving you the things that you need, but they never know what your emotional needs would be. And you spend eight hours of your life every single day at this workplace, you know? So I think those are also some of the conversations we need to start. I mean, with you, Henry, as well, because you, you both, both are employers and Bulalani and me coming soon. You know, those are the kind of conversations that they, that needs to, to take place within the workplace because we all think about the money and, and getting the talent, but we don't think about taking care of the talent, you know, and how we can take care of the talent. But that's my two cents worth. We need to wrap up. <laughs> so, so here's a question I'd like to pose. So, okay. so this, this is me because... <laughs> Uh, I don't know if at some point things were tough and I was sending my CVs out, but I was sending my CVs out for COO jobs, but I had never ever worked a COO job. <laughs> so is this, is that bold and courageous or am I just taking chances? <laughs> I don't know if you want to answer that or we'll let it linger. <laughs> Cause I once saw a meme. I mean, I once saw a meme of this guy who was on a bicycle. I'm sure you guys have seen it. He was on a bicycle and he was busy, um, asking this lady out and this lady is in a Range Rover. Would we put it on the same level as this? I mean, <laughs> nah, man. Words of encouragement. I don't know if you've got any. For me, um, no, I actually want to give it to our guests and then we'll, we'll, we'll say just where people can, can contact firstly words of encouragement because there are people out there that want to start a business that don't know where to go. They don't know who to talk to. They don't know how to do it. Uh, they have an idea most probably, but then they, they don't know how to just to go about doing that. So just some encouragement from you guys as employers and also, um, and uh, as entrepreneurs and also just tell us where people can get hold of you. Um, I'll start, uh, just, uh, uh, words of encouragement. I'd like to say, um, don't be afraid to start. Just get something out there. Start trying. There's a lot of help on the internet where you can start off. And, uh, there's a lot of people that are more than happy to help you. Just get out there and, and try. Um, if you feel like I said, if it works, it works. Mm. And, um, never be uh, afraid to try something because then it's always going to bother you. Um, <coughs> Okay, I sorry, so, so, I'm so sorry, my lady. Um, where can people get hold of you, Henry? Um, so people can get hold of us on our website. It's www.squirrel.com, and that's Squirrel's an X. Or they can find us on social media: Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Or you can just download um, our app on Google Play Store or on the iOS or the Apple Store. Awesome, Maggie. Okay, I'd say um. In every community, there are different businesses. So if, if you want to be a baker, there will be a bake, uh, someone who's baking in your, in your community. Approach that person and tell them what you, that you want to get in the same business and you want assistance. I, I, I don't think they'll have a problem, problem mentoring you, right? And to get hold of us, um, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, it's, uh, CV Desk, two words. And the website is www.cvdesk.co.za. Awesome. And the campaign is hashtag get that job essay. Get that job essay. Um, I just think 
happy Women's Month to all the women. Let's take better care of our women, sisters. And uh, I think let's not normalize abuse and normalize um, other funny things. Yeah. 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 I, I, women, yeah. 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 No, it's about women. And I, I just want to say, um, I see women as lionesses. I, I, I talk about women as lionesses because I believe that we have so much strength within us. And some women know it, some women don't. But as lionesses, raw. Just raw. <laughs> Thank you. That is 360 Biz. We will catch you guys next week for another edition of our show. Good afternoon and goodbye. 360 Biz on cliffcentral.com. This is cliffcentral.com.